Hey, welcome to the Holding Hands and Throwing Fist Podcast. I got the mic. And I have the opinions. Welcome to season five, episode 12. Where does the time go? Honestly, I guess it goes to good UFC cards. Yeah, it's been it's uh, it's been a good string and it's only going to get better. Uh, why don't you tell the people what happened last week that's worth, worth mentioning? We babe. told you. We freaking told you UFC 266 was going to be insane. Guess what it was? insane for real though that's what the show notes say exactly yeah there's a lot of ease Uh, i'm trying to make this fast but there's just so much that happened and it's worthy and it's worthy so roxanne modafferi lost we were rooting for her dan hooker won um and i just briefly want to throw in i'm i am a dan hooker hater admittedly However, I listened to him on a podcast this week, and I didn't hate him, so I just want to put that out there. Yeah, I think I'm starting to like Dan Hooker more now, too. Okay. All right. I'm glad we're on the same page here. But, yo, the final fight on the freaking prelims, not even to the crazy main card, was Marlon Moraes against our boy, Marab Davalashvili. He's legit our boy. No, no, he's our boy. I have his coach's phone number in my cell phone. And I could have gone to a restaurant where he and his boys were watching a fight, but George said it would not be appropriate for me to go. As a woman. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> anyway, Marab versus Marlon was freaking wild, in particular the first round. So if you have a chance, even if you don't watch the rest of the fight, you need to watch that round. Three minutes. You all ask us, what should we watch? Was it even that good? Three minutes and holy shit. Uh, round of the year? I don't know because I, I round of the year has like a big criteria or whatever, but it's one of the most exciting rounds I've ever seen for sure. It's so crazy because it could be round of the year, but so could a round in the main fight. So in round one. Yeah, that's actually round of the year. (laughs) Marlon totally rocks Marab. Like we have never seen him hit like that and react like that. And Marab dances away. And then Marab gets rocked again. And I don't just mean rocked. Like he's knocked down and things aren't looking so great. I'm literally biting my nails. I'm texting George because he's not here watching it but Marab circles away again he gathers his wits about him and then he gets a takedown so he's known for his wrestling perfect that even when he's like not in his right mind totally he knew to go back to what he knows best so round one ended up with Marab not only on top but also getting in some ground and pounds and the fight could have almost been stopped then so it could have been stopped like three times with Marlon hitting Marab and then so that was the end of round one anyway the fight was stopped in the second round and Marab won it was amazing yeah, great come-from-behind victory. He's the man. Right, and I heard Marab speak about it, and he's like, I don't like to call it a come-from-behind because I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Yeah, but he was he was rocked rock. Right, absolutely. So uh, also worth noting on the card that Jessica Andrade beat Cynthia Cavillo. Curtis Blades beat Jarzinho Rosenstruck. I was right about both of those, but George picked Jarzinho. And you know what? As I was writing these notes up, 
I was right about all of my picks. Look at that, babe. Look at that. Should have given you some money. Years ago, when we started this podcast, you might recall, and I might go back to this. I remember I would only pick who I wanted to lose. Yeah. I was never, I like totally jinxed everyone. And I think you were still like, oh, for seven. Oh yeah, I was like real, real bad. So super happy about that, which leads us to Robbie Lawler beating Nick Diaz in a fight that Patrick Grady and I thought they both looked a little old and a little slow when we were watching it in real time. I may have changed my mind a little bit watching it again with George, but that's how I set up the fight. That's how Patrick Grady set up the fight for George. And then you sat and watched it. Yeah. What do I think? Um, there's definitely like split camps like c- coming out of this. A lot of people are like, it's it, whatever the stats are, it's 50-50 or whatever close to it. Mm. A lot of people were like, fuck that. I, I never want to see either of them. Nick looked bad. Robbie looked bad. Mm. And then the other side, people were like, the, the, it was freaking amazing. Dana uh, had a press conference last night because it was Dana White Contender Series. Oh. And he did uh, the little post-fight scrum. And he was talking about how great he thought it was. I thought it was actually... Um, I, I, I wouldn't say great, but I didn't think they looked old and slow. I think that they look like older, slower versions of themselves. And I think maybe live with the excitement of all the fights. And also, this is what, this is what my mm-hmm. hypothesis is if we're going to get all nerdy. I think that kind of fight doesn't fit in with the actual pacing of other modern MMA fights. Mm-hmm. So I think if you watch like a whole night of fights and then that happens, you're like, whoa, it seems slower. But when you watch it kind of out of order like I did... Uh, you know, yeah, that's true. Maybe that's what changed my opinion too when I rewatched. They it. both fucked each other up. Nick, Nick, uh, pieced Robbie up a little bit. He hit him in the body a lot. Robbie did the same to Nick. I, I think it was good. I'm not saying both of these guys need to go on to get like title bouts and stuff like that, but I think it was good. I think Nick is is just unfortunate that like the people around him look like they seem to be taking advantage of him, and he's not really sure about what's going on. And he was supposed to fight someone else, but he hasn't really told anybody, and he's alluded to it and it's weird and all the secrecy and uh he fought at 185 instead of 170 so he did look like a tubs yeah <laughs> compared to like what he's always looked like in the past and i don't think he was in the best shape but i think it, it was just nice seeing him in there and throwing combos and i would like to see him fight another old man and uh you know oh. i i can't think of anybody off the top, top of my head but like him versus Diego Sanchez would be but awesome. The fact that you would like to still see him fight again Man, is interesting. I, it's like the the meme I posted on Instagram I know I of it. Splinter with the baby turtles and then the grown up teenage mutant ninja turtles holding a, and carrying a, a, an older Splinter. It's the same thing, man. It's MMA fans with Nick Diaz. I'm I'm part of the Nick Diaz army. Have been. Yeah, I appreciated that the audience was still like behind both Robbie and Nick after, during, before the fight. Like all even. I love that. My Um, favorite thing would be for them to actually not fight again and just for Nick to be around all the time at all events. Yeah. Smiling, just around. Yeah. There was something I wanted to say about that and now I've totally forgotten. Anyway. um, Talk about Valentina. I'm going to talk about Valentina. I mean, there was like no doubt in anyone's mind, but Valentina did in fact beat Lauren Murphy in a dominant performance. She retained her belt. There's honestly nothing more to say um, because the only thing that could be said would be 
like mean to Lauren Murphy and she doesn't deserve that either. So just good job, Valentina, as she's always. A, she's the best. She's, she's the, best the best fucking it's fighter on the planet. Pound for pound. Um, and last but not least, Alexander Volkanovsky also kept his championship belt by bre- beating Brian Ortega in another crazy fight. So I really think you have something there with that hypothesis about when, when you see that Nick Diaz and Robbie Lawler in the midst of like some of the craziest fights and rounds of the year it's it that does for real that card was crazy crazy. yeah like not just like i'm over exaggerating crazy it was actually crazy so to prove this to you ortega literally could not see out of one of his eyes and he still kept fighting george saw that he told one of his coaches in Spanish, I can't see. And it was like basically at the same time that the doctor was act- asking him in English, like, how many fingers am I holding up? So in Spanish, he's telling his coach, I cannot see. And then in English, he's like, two. <laughs> George and I were like dying. We're like, it's either like two or three. Yeah. Like He did not answer the, the question right the first no, time. And it's and like, dude, they should have waved that fucking Yeah, because no even way. Herb Dean definitely asked the question twice to get the right answer. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's like, what? Basically, he's like, what am I holding up? One or two? And he goes two. And he's like, try again. Yeah. I mean, honestly, <laughs> it was. And so, honestly, to me, this was a case of. I believe Ortega taking unnecessary damage while he did show how tough he was. And I know that's applauded in this sport. I just don't see how it was worth it. And George and I were listening to Anik and Florian. And I think it was um, Florian who provided the stat that like Ortega took more damage, like more shots in his two title fights once against Volkanovsky and once against Max Holloway than Volkanovsky has taken in his entire career. That's crazy. That's bad. That's bad. The other that's stat- beyond crazy. That is bad. The other stat I heard was that no fighter has ever absorbed 200 more than 200 strikes in two matches in his life mm. in their career and he's had that happen twice against Max and Alex. Oh my gosh. So like Nick Nick Diaz is a weird guy and uh, say what you want about him, but I think him kind of taking that knee and kind of saying like he wasn't ready and kind of, he, he basically said no mas, but you know what, dude, it's not the eighties anymore in boxing. It's 2021. And I think no mas should be accepted. And I think that, you know, Nick was awesome for doing that. Cause he just mm-hmm. wasn't in it. And it's like, why would you take more damage? Literally, literally damage. Like we know so much now we've come such a long way from the eighties when it was like, ah, oh, he's just a quitter. He doesn't have it. Right. in him. And it's like, bro, honestly, I'm going to call out Henner Gracie right now, Ooh. who is Brian Ortega's jujitsu coach and has been his long time like mentor. Uh. Henner Gracie, man, I love you. You are a great ambassador for the sport, for jujitsu. I agree with you so much on so many different things. Everyone, my jaw is on the floor. I can't believe George is calling out. I got to call him out because honestly, that's that's fucked up. That's really fucked up. You've been you've been with this guy forever. You, you claim to be like family with him and have his best interest in your heart. And now that's twice that he's gotten mm-hmm, fucked up. Mm-hmm. Twice. 
really, really bad. And he's going to see those repercussions for that. There's no way that he's not going to in the rest of his life. After he fucking got his ass beat by Max, he couldn't fight for two years. So now it's going to happen. Now in the prime of his life, he's going to have to take another year or two off. Year minimum, for sure. He cannot fight again for another year. Imagine how fucking crazy that is. You have one fight and you can't fight for at least one or two years. Henry, you should know better than that. And also, there's precedent for it. Uh, His grandfather, uh, Elio Gracie, who's like the guy, the guy, right? Him and his brother who invented Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or mastered it. Uh, His grandfather threw in the towel for his own uncle. So Elio's son, Hoyce, who was the guy who won UFC 1. Yeah. And he's Henner's uncle. It's all within the Gracie family, Uh right? uh, Hoyce was fighting uh, Kazushi Sakuraba, who had the longest MMA fight in the modern era with a 90-minute fight. How? And I want to watch it. I, I hear, I've heard it's like not the best. Because How could just it like, be? Yeah, no it's one just has... fucking crazy. Uh, but at the 90 minute mark, uh, Alio threw the towel. Wow. In, uh, because it's just enough is enough, man. And you can't have the long term damage. And now, Henry, I, I would really, I really want to hear what he has to say about it. I, we, I would like to hear that. And I'm glad you actually did that call out because that reminded me of what I wanted to go back with Nick Diaz and Robbie Lawler. I don't know why this is the fight that we keep going back to is that I was shocked when Nick Diaz threw in the towel for himself. Yeah. Because anyone is right. Like when you're watching the fights live, it's like, what, how is he not going to continue? But I agree. We should, and we will applaud those fighters for doing so and not taking more damage. It's around the corner. There's all these storylines that have been around for a long time. Like, and I think we're on the cutting edge of it here at holding hands and throwing fists. <laughs> we need more draws. We need better judging. Uh, and then it's all the things that everyone's talking about in MMA. Every, uh, better pay, the Absolutely. union thing. People need to throw in the towel on themselves. So uh, the one last question before we get into the top three of the week. Oh my gosh, uh, we didn't even tell them what's going on this week. No. Sheesh. Oh, well, before we even get to that, we'll make it a special episode. How was it watching the UFC pay-per-view without me? Oh, no. This is like, are you guiding me into what you want me to say? <laughs> no, I want to know. I, I, we haven't talked about it. You just sent me texts when it, because I was in the middle of nowhere watching a festival. <laughs> oh, how was it? Watch. I, I. This is not the first time I've watched a pay-per-view without you. No, it's not. So... So it's it's happened before. I will say it would not have been fun except one I had Patrick Grady like live with me basically. So special Long Island so correspondent. That, that helped to have our correspondent in Levittown. And two, I had pizza. Uh, so You had pizza? How'd you get pizza? I told you. Patrick got me pizza from his guy. Oh, yeah, the pizza guy. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, my gosh. You you are legit running through this. I am, yeah. Tell everyone. What's happening this week? Bellator is back this Friday, baby, at 1230 in the afternoon because the fights are taking place in England. I like this. Bellator should just move to England, honestly. (laughs) Fighters to look out include (laughs) Greek fighter alert. Alina Kalionidou, uh, for no other reason than she really is from Greece. But uh, I've been following her on social media since the first time I've seen her fight. We've seen her fight a couple times. So shout outs to Alina. I love you. Uh, Leah McCourt. Whoa, whoa, is, whoa, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. You love her? Yeah, I love her. Cap- Greece. Patrida. You're the worst. Man, you're making me rush through this. So I'm just saying stupid shit. Like Leah McCourt. You're right. Saying I love you is stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
no. Douglas Lima's that. fighting Michael Venom Page. You should watch. It's for the second time. You should watch the first time because Douglas Lima knocked out Michael Venom Page and it looked really cool. So Google it. Uh, UFC on Saturday is looking pretty decent. Prelim start at four. Joe Selecki versus Jared Flash Gordon. Uh, I mm-hmm. met Jared Flash Gordon. He's a man. So uh, that fight should be fun. Antonina Shevchenko versus Casey uh, O'Neill. I really like Antonina Shevchenko, but I Casey O'Neill, she's undefeated. So we're going to see what's going to happen. Ooh. And bitch, Kohara, she's still around? What the fuck? Yeah. I was like, is this the same one? I guess so. I guess so. Main event starts at seven and it looks pretty good. That's nice that it's starting a little bit earlier than usual. Alex Hernandez, who looks like Sid from Toy Story, is fighting. Aspen Ladd is fighting Macy Shasson. I'm like really excited for that fight, and I hope it lives up to my expectations. Really? I hope I don't get disappointed. I don't know why. I want I want All to right. see some, something good. Misha Shurkinov is fighting Christoph Jokto. Uh, uh, Cowboy Oliveira is fighting Nico Price. That might be good. That's gonna uh, be good. We'll see. It might be it might be super boring, but uh, hopefully it's exciting. Kevin Holland versus Kyle uh, Daukis is on the card, and the main event, I'm actually really excited for this, is Tiago Santos versus Johnny Walker, some Brazilian on Brazilian crime. Let's get to the top three, will we? Yes. All right, we definitely should have just had UFC 266 recap as part of this top three. I know. But we're going to start off with this garbage. Tyron Woodley... (laughs) Tyron Woodley got his Jake Paul tattoo, kind of. I'm actually just way over all this shit. It's too late. He should have just got it the next day. I genuinely, I, honestly, I, this is my hot take. I want to see Jake Paul fight someone else. Actually, I, this is my super fucking hot take. As far as I'm concerned, there's no other fight except Jake Paul versus Connor, and Stop I wouldn't it. even root for Connor. Stop it. I want to watch the world burn at this point, and I'm going to say something even fucking Stop crazy. It. You want to hear the craziest thing no. I'm going to fucking say? Because I'm just going to ride it. And say I think it. we're going to. I'm going to fucking get a freelancer to cut up this episode because I'm just saying how it is. Henry Gracie, you you should have fucking thrown in the towel for Brian Ortega. And I also think that there's not a fighter on this planet that could beat Jake Paul. That's what I'm saying. Let's fucking see it happen. What Let's the see puzzle? it happen. Uh, what? <laughs> What? Yeah, let you that don't sink in. That. Let that sink in. Who the fuck? I don't know what to believe. God who can't beat him. I don't know what to believe anymore. <laughs> I don't know what to believe anymore. Oh jeez. The only thing I like is that Dan Hardy is an old school UFC I did guy. See that? I <laughs> wanted to know it? if you saw it. <laughs> so Dan Hardy's an old school UFC guy. When like from the tap out days, <laughs> he's got some leftover uh, tap out days. But he's uh he's like the guy who did ayahuasca from that era. So he's kind of like a weird. Did he really? Yeah, he's like oh. his whole brand is like the full reptile thing and like Oh yeah, yeah which yeah, is yeah, kind of yeah. gross, but So, whatever. uh basically Tyron um posted a picture of the tattoo said I love Jake Paul. Dan Hardy said anyone who has a tattoo knows that that's not a tattoo. What a dork. Also just point out it's on his middle finger like on the inside. Which is so stupid because then every time you look at your hands you're going to fucking see that, that shit. Like you should have put it on your butt. Anyway, uh <laughs> then Dan Hardy posted a picture of him saying it's just pen and it's just C. <laughs> so it really does look like just pen. Uh, ba 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 We go down. A couple other people said some things, but then Tyron posted a video from his tattoo artist of him actually getting a tattoo. You know, when Dan Hardy said it looked like a pen, I was like, "Yo, it does!" Oh my god! But apparently, what it looks like it happens that the tattoo artist wrote "I, I Jake Paul," and then Tyron in pen wrote "Love." Uh, See what I mean? How much? Like this is just too much. I'm over all this shit. <laughs> but then. 
<laughs> so Dan already said it's embarrassing. Tyron comes back and says, your UFC career is embarrassing. You, your only claim to fame is you got stomped by GSP and didn't die. Everything was by design. I'll keep setting trends while you treat tweet. Treat. <laughs> Dan Hardy wrote, You're trending because you got Jake Paul tattooed on your finger. Well done. Congratulations on your championship success. I remember the crowds booing in appreciation as you wore your he- heel out against the fence, backing up and avoiding the fight. Sheesh. This, Twitter beef's going back and forth, and we're going to get more to Twitter I beef later. I can't believe this. Tyron wrote, Belts and titles, things you only dreamed of. They cheered as you were carried out on a stretcher. Champs now were in diapers last time you fought. Keep living your dream <laughs> on the bag in your garage from out outlaw to uber black driver what on earth dan hardy wrote we're the same age you fool it's just a, <laughs> i was competing in the ufc a bit earlier during the reign of the greatest welterweight champion of all time gsp you came after oof <sighs> this black is such a on. weird beef it is a weird beef and and they're both nice i think they're both so nice <sighs> you it's know what weird. yeah yeah you know what else is a weird beef Number two on the top three. All right. It's, it is a weird beef. Number two on the top three involves our other boy from Long Island. Marab Al- and Aljo are on the same team. Yes. Not Sorry, only are they off. on the same team, they're on the same team with our favorite coach, Ray Longo. Mm-hmm. Along with that, Aljo was in Marab's corner this weekend. That's right. It's all connected, everyone. It's all connected. So... Aljo won the title in the 135 weight division against Piotr Jan. You might remember it was a little tricky because he won because Piotr Jan disqualified himself when Aljo's knee was on the ground. Yep. So he was a downed opponent and Piotr Jan need Aljo in the head. After the referee told him, don't do it. And his corner said, it's illegal in Russian. And he did <laughs> and it. He still did it. I just watched it today. Oh, okay. Um, so Aljo technically is the belt holder, but this fight had to happen again. It was it was not a good ending. So Aljo and Piotr Jan were supposed to fight in November. Yeah. Is that yeah. it? Okay. Was it your birthday? Was it supposed no, to be no, that no, card? No, no, I didn't no. think so either. Okay. Anyway, they were supposed to fight. It was getting very exciting. Unfortunately, we found out that Aljo is out of the fight. He has some nerve issue that's going on, which is super unfortunate. Same, Aljo. <clears throat> yeah, for real. But like, good. You cannot fight for the title if you're not 100%. And I agree with that. So we're like, yo, what's going to happen? What should happen? And then... Someone, I will not take credit for this whole thought process that I had, but Marab and Aljo are in the same weight class. And Marab has said, I will never fight Aljo. Of course. How could But they? like Marab wants to win a belt too and Aljo's the champ, right? So I want... Um, Marab, because he just did so well, I wanted Marab to step in and and fight Piotr Jan. That would be fucking crazy. And it would have been incredible. And then beat Piotr Jan. And then who cares who has the belt? Because Marab or Aljo has it. I love this idea. 
but it's not going to happen because then we had breaking news that there will be an interim bantamweight title at UF 267 and it will be Piotr Jan of course still against Corey Sandhagen so if I can't have my like drama happy ending filled story with Aljo slash Marab against Piotr Jan Corey Sandhagen certainly deserves to step up yeah. for an interim belt. There's so much drama at 135. It's, it's a fucking my favorite weight class. Yeah, I mean, you've said that before. It's for sure. Like, anytime I'm like, do I, is it even? It is. So what, you said you wanted to, you wanted to throw some, what you thought should happen? I mean, uh, I, I like that. Uh, I like that Jan is fighting Sanhagen. I think that's cool. Um, man, Aljo, I, I, I hope he gets all the points in the pay per view and all the money and stuff from being the champ. Because whatever, whatever you want to say about it, like people, he was on Ariel's show today, and I was just looking at the chats. I don't even really want to talk about what they were talking about on the on the oh podcast because I just don't want to reiterate what Ariel's. Uh, kind of got from mm-hmm. him but the comments were just like really fucking ruthless and twi- yeah. on twitter people are mean with aljo and it's like bro aljo did not do anything wrong he right. got illegally need that fucking jan made that mistake and it cost him the belt even if that means that aljo is not the champion neither is Piotr jan, jan. yeah exactly jan fucking disqualified himself yes you know so um whatever let's just see what happens i know that they were asked tj but tj's knee is fucked up there's just oh fuck him he should not be fighting for anything get out of here go away <laughs> that's what i was going for i wanted to get that reaction <laughs> all right let's go to number three because this episode is really long i mean there's a lot of good stuff to talk about man i know right. I, I, we, I i i will take folk full responsibility i didn't organize this well open up the link no i think you did a great job open up the link and let's do mma beef a twitter reading all right all right so paul felder can you be vittori yes paul felder played by anna yes i'm gonna say your name because you said my name today i did yeah you you've been saying my name i mean i have (laughs) paul felder played by you is a recently retired UFC veteran who is a commentator. Marvin Vittori is an asshole current UFC fighter from Italy who just lost his last, was it his, or whatever, he lost to Israel Adesanya for the championship. Yes. So. You have to read I'm it with an Marvin, accent, right? You're Paul Felder. Italian accent, please. <laughs> I can't do that. Come on. I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> try, just try. <laughs> no, wait a second. I got to fucking. I'm going to do it. Because, <laughs> no, I was going to do this accent because this is what his face looks like. And now I already have it in my head. So I can't figure out the Italian. He's like. Had to mute the comments on the fights. Can't stand Felder. LOL. Worst to ever do it. Because that's what his face looks like, I think. Okay. It does look like that. So, okay. We're, we're going to, I'm going to be better at this. I'm just responding as Felder. And we're just going to keep Did going. Did you want me to start it over? <laughs> we'll start it over. Just go right into it. All right. Okay. Let's go. All right. All right. Hey, I had to mute the comments on the fight. <laughs> I cannot stand the Felder. LOL. The worst to ever do it. Am I using too many big words? I'm sorry, Marvin. You're just a puppet. You're just a puppet. That's all. Why? Because I have a job or because I called it like it was in your last fight? Oh, no, no. It's not even about me, my friend. You are double-faced. You have no problem calling a fight one-sided when it's really not about 
and your opinions. I mean, you're making up, you know, the lies, the lies, but you keep lying. I guess people love it nowadays. Well, I'll do my best not to do that on October 23rd. I think you are a talented fighter, Marvin. I don't mean to upset you, but I call what I see. If you don't like it, that's not my job. Talk soon. And that was MMA Twitter beef. We're, I I'm definitely want to do this way, way more. I think we just got to do it every I episode. I think it only works if one of them is a fighter <laughs> with some sort of accent. <laughs> Billy Alexander, let us know specifically. I want to see. I want to know your opinion the most, but or anybody else who's listening, just let us know what you think about MMA Twitter beef. We still got some more in this segment. We're gonna run through. Oh, just the best part of that beef was it was going on while Paul Felder was commentating UFC 266. Yeah, like he was fucking yeah. commentating and tweeting and having Twitter wars. <laughs> at the same time underneath the desk. Dylan Danis got arrested for being a dick in Seaside Heights. He should know better. Seaside Heights will not tolerate your shit. We all know that. Also, no one loves beef than my cousin Junior and his favorite fighter is Dylan. Go fucking figure. He likes that Dylan knows leg locks. What? That's hilarious. I know. Mad people like Dylan because of Instagram shit. Uh, He likes that Dylan knows all these crazy leg locks and I'm like, I know leg locks too, you know, but he doesn't (laughs) give a fuck. So Dylan tried to get into a club without ID in Seaside, which is impossible. We've all known that. Yo, for real. He did it by Googling himself. He tried to Google himself and show the search results to the bouncer. The bouncer then like basically someone threw a punch. The bouncer took him down to the ground and basically choked him out, forcing him to tap. How fucking ridiculous, ridiculous is that? In the ultimate beef move, number one Dillis Dan- Dylan Danis hater, Gordon Ryan, sent tickets to next year's ADCC, which is like the Olympics of grappling. He sent tickets to the bouncer who choked him out. That's hilarious. I fucking love that shit. And, uh, the guy doesn't even train jiu-jitsu. He just, he's just a big, strong guy and kind of got him in like a bear hug. But he got his... He, he know, even he knew enough to get his... Uh, his like forearm across his neck. That's amazing. Guess who interviewed the bouncer? And it wasn't a great interview, but guess. Would I be able to guess? I hate when you do this. Who the fuck would know Seaside Heights? <laughs> One, um, Paulie D. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'll just, I'll just tell you that, whatever. Al Iaquinta. Ah. Uh, <laughs> out of all the people, Al fucking made the Why? phone calls. Because he tracked down. Nobody could track down the bouncer. Oh. Al did. <laughs> did he do it for his podcast? Yeah. Oh, call me out. great. Which, honestly, Al, I love you, man. And we would love to have you on the podcast. And we would love to be on your podcast. But you, you got to fix the audio a little bit on yep. your podcast, my friend. All right. Uh, we're going to do uh, the last segment called Squeeze It In. Oh, geez, Louise. This, Anthony this Joshua. Like never-ending episode. <laughs> Anthony Joshua lost. Kayla Harrison is going to headline the PFL championships. John Jones got arrested again. Dick. Anything else, babe? No, just I wanted to make sure everyone heard me call John Jones a dick. Okay, one more time. John Jones got arrested again. What a dick. John Jones got arrested again. Oh my God, I hate him. No more. It's over. (laughs) This episode was brought to you by Green Day. It's time to wake up. 